Hello, and welcome to Filter Optional. I am Chico West, and I'm the no filter. Yes, I am Shannon West. I am the filter. Yes, and we're back, and it's the holiday season. Yes, I'm kind of come as you are today. I, I, uh, yeah. I, I like it, come well, as you are. I, I mean. People have been asking me, Shannon, about how is Shannon doing? Yeah. You know, I, you know, our buddy Kurt, you know, mm-hmm. I talked to him briefly. He goes, because I, I called him and Julie and they told me to tell you they, they love you. But it's like, I, I think you're doing well. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I'm doing, well, I told Travis today, Travis and I did a little Christmas shopping and it, we had to run some errands and everything and I never have him here. And so it, it's awesome. But, um. He was like, so what is it like the the whole being on the steroids and stuff? And um, because he was like, you feel good, don't you? And I got an iced tea because we went to Corner Bakery, and I just love their iced tea. And I probably shouldn't be drinking a lot of caffeine on these steroids, but so I looked at him and I said, well, this whole iced tea thing could backfire. And he goes, well, what does it feel like? And I go, okay, let me just explain it. I, cause it keeps you up and everything, but it feels like your whole body's vibrating all the time. And so I've kind of narrowed this down. Yeah, no, like your whole body. Stop, stop shaking the table. Well, I was, I was it's not like an earthquake. It is like an earthquake in your body. But so the way to negate that or slow it down is to be busy. Like that's why I'm cleaning so much because if I'm moving, my body's not vibrating. Okay, but did you still haven't answered my question. Oh, what? How are you doing? Well, so I'm doing well because I'm on – Lots of steroids, I think, and but. But you've cut well. back. You're 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 going. I'm tapering. Back. tapering you're tapering, tapering yeah. back. Yes. No, I'm doing well. Yeah, that's what. So people have asked me, "How is Shannon doing?" Yeah. And I'm going. She's doing well. I am. You know, and and, and the deal is, we didn't we didn't do any podcast from September fourth or seventh or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Until I did two when you were in the hospital. Yeah. Oh, but people didn't see it. It's like. They're they're looking at you. You look good today. If, right. If you're right. watching this, Norm, you look you look healthy. Right. You know, but you know, it, and not to rehash this this silent. Well, I think that's why it's really have. hard, also, for me to like admit right now, like, yeah, I'm doing well. Like, I don't want to over exaggerate because I know that I need to still rest. And we've talked about it before. I am terrible at asking for what I need, which a lot of people are, if they, you have a certain personality type or whatever, there are lots of people out there that struggle with asking. I kind of like those, these Enneagrams that we've talked about. And we said, we said, you know, months ago that we were going to explore that more, but you are a two and you know, you have needs, but you struggle with asking. I do. And because a two doesn't want to appear needy ever. No. So how do you how do you not appear needy and ask for needs? So, um, you know, I hesitate to be like, oh, I'm great because then that signals to people that I haven't been able to, the masses that I haven't been able to draw boundaries with because that's my own fault. That as a two, I haven't been able to draw boundaries of saying what I need or saying no to things or whatever. But or or actually just taking care of yourself. No, they come to me. Yeah, yes. taking care of myself. They come to me and ask me to do things because they know I'll say yes. And that's a pattern I created. 
Um, so it's been good in marriage because you get a lot uh-huh, of stuff done. You don't like you didn't like me getting all healthy. And I know when she started to ask for no what she, she needed, you know, it's in in all in, in, in all episode. Talk about that, you know, yes. you were you didn't want to bring up that example, but um, what example? The, I don't when, know which one. You're when we were about. in the car, and I said, "What I'm going to need for you when we get home is X, Y, and Z," and you immediately said, "Oh, Beck will just do it." Yes. And then I got a little upset. I raised my voice a little bit, and you said, like a boss man, you said, don't yell at me. Don't you yell at me. Or something like that. And I, I was like. I don't like, think I said it like that. You, don't you yell at no, me. No, you did. You had your angry face on and your. No, I was. Yeah, you did. I was direct. No. I'm a direct Mm-mm. person. Nope, I'm nope, a nope. challenger. Sometimes. I challenge I'm you. sorry. I'm going to challenge you on that because sometimes you're switch flip. And we were on a short leash because we were on our way home from San Antonio um, and hoping to make it home. And it was at night and I was driving and you were a little short leashed. And yes. you did. You, you Don't you yell at me. No, you were. <laughs> yeah, I did it really, You did. <laughs> See, now listen. I need you to admit uh, that you did. Okay, but. <laughs> Then I, as I paused and I thought about it, I revisited it, that conversation. This is all about communication and it is, connection. But that's not the topic today. It's not. But I did look at you and I said, listen, I am practicing. It is real hard for me to ask for what I need. When I ask you for something that I need, I need you to just say, okay, I'll handle it. And however I handle it. And however you handle it, if you make Beck do it or whatever, that's on, that's your business and whatever. But I just need you to, I'm just putting it out there for people that struggle. If you have a spouse or a friend or someone that doesn't, that responds that way to someone that struggles with asking for what they need, I can't have that response. Like, don't yell at me or don't, I mean, it's like, just absorb that. If you're, just be aware of that. If yes. you're married or have to somebody that struggles with asking for their needs. Anyway, so. I did, I did, Shannon, want to kind of talk about what we did Friday. Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a good launch into it, what we it, want to talk about. It, it's I think kind of a good launch into what we want to talk about. It's okay. like, uh, for, for a, a lot of people kind of have to, I have to kind of give a background. Okay. okay. Y'all, y'all have heard us talk about our son Travis plays you know football and then you know our other son Beck plays football and you get to know football families but when we've gone down for four years uh-huh. we really haven't gotten to know other many, parents other parents and his There's friends not a parent that, group or a mom's weekend or a parents weekend yeah he's not in a group he's not in a fraternity he's not in a group that has parents weekends or yes. things like that and so we we haven't had that and then this fall last spring he became real good friends with a guy that's in a fraternity right and, you know uh his name's jack and jack and him are our best buds and jack doesn't play football and you know this fall um we you one well, when time i was sick um, one time you went there I didn't go to the cigarette house ever. Oh, yeah. I didn't go to the fraternity yeah. house for the tailgate, but they invited us, and I didn't make it because yeah. I was sick. And Jack's but, been up here and stayed with us. But and, Chico made it. You yeah. made it to the And I made it to tailgates. a few, few of those. You were kind and, of an honorary parent. <laughs> yes, and I, I've talked to Jack's parents and got to know them, and I, I connected with them right away. Uh, and, you know, I was down in Houston for some business on Thursday, and then we set up this uh, – golf match between 
Andy Tower and I against Jack and Travis mm-hmm. on Friday morning yeah. at, you know, Andy's, you know, club. And we're, we're going to play, and the boys said they were going to get up early and drive from Austin. Yeah, of course they didn't. They didn't. So, but prior to that, on Wednesday, Andy said, hey, you know, what are you doing um, in Houston? Why don't you come with us to this Christmas party they were invited to. I'm kind of laughing. I go, great, I'll, I'll get Shannon to I think you threw it fun. out there to me on Thursday. No I, no, I left Thursday morning before you got up. I threw it to you on Wednesday. I left early Thursday morning. No, you called me from Houston and threw it out there. You did not present it on, it was the day before. I promise, you were like, just don't, you no, called no, no. me, you called me and said, don't say no. I, I didn't call you and say, don't say no. I, you did. I You got the ticket Wednesday night before I left. All right. Okay. 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 You, you did call me and you said, don't immediately yeah. say no. Because and it's I framed so it up random. a little different to Shannon. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. how, I, how I framed it up, I said, hey, you know, c- come on down. We're going to be with, with Travis and Jack and, you know, go over to the Towers house. So it was Jack's birthday. It was Jack's birthday. And the, the kids were all going to go to dinner. With their girlfriends. With, yeah. So they were all going to go to dinner and we were going to go, you know, the presentation was, you know, we'll be with Travis and whatever and we'll go over to Jack's house. And then and then we're going to go to one of their neighborhood Christmas, Christmas parties. parties. And so... And that's where you knew I would be like, uh, no, I'm out because I'm pretty sure we're not invited. We don't know these people. <laughs> this is so random. And they don't want to have to they talk about somebody that doesn't want to appear needy. Me, like, I don't want them to think they have to entertain us at their holiday party that they go to every year. Yeah, it's their favorite one, too. Yes. They told us, oh, you'll love this. Okay. And they're, we're, mm-hmm. they're talking all this Okay, up. but this is also men talking, you and yeah. Andy talking. I didn't know. I'd, I had never met Catherine. Catherine. And never talked to her, never met her. Met her son. You and knew I her still son. wasn't. I mean, Andy was sending you texts like, no, no, it's casual, just boots and jeans and whatever. And I'm like, Wait. So as a female, you're thinking, am I supposed to wear boots and jeans? Like, does it have kind of a theme? Like, is it kind of a cowboy party or whatever? I mean, not that in Texas it doesn't have to be a cowboy party to wear boots, but I was like, I seriously thought I was supposed to pack my my cowboy boots. So so I pick you up from the airport. Oh, my gosh. And I go, we're going to go over to the Towers house. You've never met Catherine. No. And you go, what are we doing? What, what are we doing? What is I happening? I mean, we had a good 30-minute drive. Yes. And, or more. And you're going, what am I doing? I was like, Chico, did you get me into something? And you said I might have. I go. I go, this. did you get me into something that, like, we, we don't know what <laughs> we're doing. And you start talking going. about Catherine's going to go, oh, yeah, this is our friend. I just met her an hour ago. <laughs> right. But I... You know, you were like, no, they cleared it with their friends or whatever. And I said, okay. And we decided before we got there that we were going to have to address the elephant in the room. We were like, we just got to be honest. We got to say, this is awkward AF, you know? Yes. You know what AF is. AF, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of sober AF. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. So Give this, a little shout out to Yeah, it's Romley. like, this is so, I, I am just meeting, like, 
what is happening? We just have to uh, yeah. Throw it we out just there. put it out there, you know. And the boys were there with their girlfriends, and you know, uh, Catherine and Andy, and we hung out with the kids. And then they they even pushed their dinner back a little bit. We started bonding with them. We we talked to them. Well, they were fun. Yes, they were having fun with us. They were like, oh, I think y'all are kind of fun. <laughs> and so then all, they they went all to the kids were all the kids were and Catherine and Andy were having fun with us and we hung out with them for an, another probably hour or more after well, the yeah. kids left but we dropped the bomb we were like is this it, so random like what? yeah and she said actually my friend texted me and said please bring your friends we have plenty of food and you know the 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 crowd was a little thinner than I think it had ever been and that's it, what they said yeah yes. that's what they said and they weren't sure why but so you know, we show up, up at this it ended up at this fine. random this house party. I'm like these. <laughs> this couple, we met the cup, the host couple, and he was like, he was so gracious and so nice. And but I just have to believe that a part of them was like, "What are you doing here?" Well, and then the <laughs> who are you people? <laughs> then the funny thing is, I ran into a fraternity brother of mine. Yes. And, and and he was like, "What, what really? What, what are, are you doing, you doing here? here? <laughs> I know you don't know these people. How on earth are you here?" And which was kind of funny. it was funny, and we sat with them, but we didn't stay long at that party. We went out with because the kids started texting us, "Hey, where are y'all?" Yeah, which was fun. They wanted us out. They wanted to be out with the parents, or they wanted us to buy their drinks, which yes. I think was probably the main goal. But they wanted to hang out with us, so it was fun. So we had a good time. So we time. went and played darts, and, and, and I really connected with Catherine. I mean, it, you know, we are kind of two peas in a pod, boy moms. And um, so it ended up being a great, successful evening. But, um, you know, I'm glad I didn't say no because of fear of what other people think or what, you know, other people are going to do. And, but, and take a risk. Your friends, you know, before you left on oh, Friday, they were they, like, oh, Chico's gotten you into a deep one. <laughs> yeah, they were. And especially, I can think of one of your friends. I mean, that would be the last thing she would ever do. Oh, yeah. No, she said that. She was like. <laughs> I would never do that. She was paralyzed. Yes. She was like, what? She was having feelings for you. Yes. What are you doing? Like, what? how can, how can you do this? But um, anyway, so it was good. And then, um, you know, it kind of. Brought us around. I don't know if you want to kind of yeah. Talk about well, and it, and what it what it made me think of is like okay, this is you know this is the Christmas season. You know this you know the season of giving. Yeah. You know, giving of oneself. The season to you know it, where we come from to celebrate Christ's birth, um, and stuff like that. But there, you know what what it really is is you see Christmas parties, you see these things, and. We we were well, talking holiday about holiday company parties. Every, Everybody wants to celebrate, celebrate, connect. connect, do something that they don't do all year, and it's the tis the season to reach out in a service manner, and a thank you manner, and a just a welcoming hospitality manner. And, and I I think about it, Shannon. It's like for twenty. This is the first time in twenty one years. That we haven't had a company party. Because you don't have a company. I know. <laughs> Kev. I mean, you're just a... Maybe we can have a company party. Yes. Maybe Kevin can come I've with us. I've been wanting to do a party. Yeah. I know. We can just go to dinner with you and your wife. Yeah, yes. that'd be awesome. Yes. <laughs> that'd be fun. Celebrate the year. So we... I mean... We Before had, they tear down the building. 
Right, right. We, we exactly. had it when we had that counseling practice over on Lovers, you know, with all those yeah. people over yeah, no, there. We've always, and, then and I've always been the host. Well, I have always been the host, and I've always loved to, like, shop for people and, and kind of do things that are special. I want people to be comfortable, unlike the situation I thought I was getting myself into Friday night. Like, I don't want anyone to ever be uncomfortable or be like, oh, are we in, really invited or is we, are we doing this? I mean, I just want to make situations as comfortable as possible. Yeah, I mean, in last year, the, you know, last CASA party we did, yeah. we did it at Bruce uh, Bolsky's uh -huh. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, in you know, kids were invited and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's like we, we've done those Christmas parties, Gaston House with the counseling practice. Mm -hmm. It's always been fun, Elephant Exchange, yeah. you know, and you really – in a way, I, I think about it is, you know, over the years, you've gotten to know a lot of the staff. But when, when you think of the gift of hospitality, which I think you have, I heard this awesome yeah. definition of the gift of hospitality. Yeah. True, true hospitality is helping the stranger. Yeah. It's, you know. it's interesting because you do think of like, you know, welcoming family and friends and um you think of also a good like when if somebody were to give ask me the definition of a great entertainer or great hospi hospitable person or think something like that i would tend to um probably answer in a way that was like oh you know the perfect party planner that can get the perfect food and the and that just make it an ease on all your guests. And and that includes, like, a lot of money, a lot of, um, like, getting an outfit or a band or, you know, just. But anybody, but the more I think about it is the way I plan parties is always, and I think I have the gift of hospitality. I'm going to go ahead and say that. But. I don't plan parties the way that I would answer that a great entertainer does. I do, I like come as you are kind of things. Like I do like pajama parties for my girlfriends and spa parties or whatever. And I'll, you know, do the, the food. I, I make sure everybody's comfortable and taken care of, but I kind of prefer a more comfortable situation than a, having to get an outfit and having to not knocking people that are having these awesome parties. Cause I love an awesome party, but I just think that personally, the but, way, but that, that I but like I would serve, define those as that's more party instead of hospitality. You know, they, they might be a great host, right? You know, being a great host and putting together a good party. Well, anybody can call a great caterer and get, you know, all that kind of done and yes. whatever. But I also don't, have to have my house perfect to have people in it. And I think that's another part of hospitality is that you, you have to, you know, give up that, you know, give a crap about what your house looks like and what... Um, and that might not be a reflection of you or it might be. It doesn't matter. Well, I like it to be clean and yes. straight, but, um, you know, and organized. But I don't, you know, but, you know, anyway, I am... Um, I don't have to have my house or my decor perfect to serve others. To I, I love having people in my house, you know, in my home. 
Yes. And, um, including kids and our kids' friends and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, yeah. I think it's a great connector. I think that people don't need to avoid being hospitable in the definition that you're using to strangers, to yeah, Sorry. because that that can be fearful, and that just might mean you might not have the gift of hospitality. Right. You know, uh, you you know there there's other gifts. There's the gift of mercy, of discernment, of you know other things like that as well. And so those kind of things you know can happen. But to have that 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 gift of hospitality is to in you know it, if that's the true definition is to help the stranger. How do we do that? Right. Because I don't invite strangers to my house. I don't think that's what we're suggesting. I didn't want to derail and be like, but so what are you talking about connection and hospitality but, but and what connection? But I'm, I'm and... thinking about the stranger, it's it's someone that's not family. I mean, stranger doesn't necessarily mean that you've never met that person before. Okay. Okay. Stranger could be, you know, we, we had, one time we had an episode where we had Xavier on here. You know, Xavier was in a way a stranger to, you know, our house. He he stayed with us. You know. We had him on here? Yeah, we had him on a episode. No, we uh, didn't. Oh, we didn't? Okay. No. Okay. Well <laughs> we've talked about him. I love Zay. Okay. You know. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. But he was in a way, he was a stranger. We've had other people, you know, stay at our house that we, you know, really didn't know. They were they were in, in that yeah, regard. Yeah, sure. I mean we've We've had plenty of people on that, you know, as guests that we are, we obviously have a relationship with. Yes. And we know them because we've invited them to come on, but we may not know them intimately or. We had, we had like my sister-in-law's, uh, my sister-in-law's sister stay with us. She didn't have a place to stay. She right. was in a way a stranger. Okay. That's not, okay. Yeah. Let's, yeah. But what are you talking about? That's what I'm talking about is like. The true gift, you know, the purest form of hospitality is inviting the stranger in. I, I understand that. You know, so that that's where I'm going is that I think that you can have have that, you know, and, and what does that look like? You don't have to be, you know, so intimate with them, but be interested in them. Be about like what you're talking about. Be about service. Yeah, I agree. And it only makes you feel better. But um it only does make you feel better, you know. <laughs> You're waving at me, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Uh, but they, I, but that's where I'm, I'm going. Okay, how, how do we do that? You talked about party planning. You talked about that. But how do we get to that place of, of hospitality? How do you do it? Because it's not your natural giftedness. So I can talk about it's my natural giftedness. I feel like hospitality. So. I'm pretty good at it because I'm naturally bent that way and I can do that. You're not. So how are you going to do that? How can you incorporate hospitality in your life? Well, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think I'm naturally gifted hospitality wise, but I think in some ways I am give, you know, I think a couple of my gifts are mercy and discernment. Yes. We've talked about this. So you have mercy. Explain, define mercy for people that don't. Well, first, how would you define that? Well, so I define mercy as helping others with understanding and, and, and helping others with 
how would I define it? Because it's, I know it's defined differently than like, um, there's mercy and there's grace and grace is giving unconditional, right? It's, you tell me. Well, you know. Mercy is more like really showing a compassion and a an, kind of an unconditional love towards people that may or may not deserve it. Whereas grace is an unconditional love and acceptance not based on whether or not you deserve it. I mean... I, I think it's helping people um, who are in a very bad or desperate, you know, situation. Yes. You know, crisis and, and whereas people might turn away a homeless person or a drug addict or, um, you know, someone that's in jail, they might just turn their back on them because they aren't offering them grace or mercy. But offering someone mercy is loving them despite their flaws flaws and their current circumstances and their wounds and and seeing yes. seeing that seeing that bigger picture and not <coughs> excuse me and not be driven by fear and you will offer mercy to a stranger yes because that is a giftedness in yours so it can kind of go along with the hospitality thing but it just but that's where i was i was saying that hospitality isn't necessarily putting on a good party right you right know? That I think, but I think that's what everybody thinks of when they yes. think of hospitality. And I, I mean, the hospitality industry is like the hotel industry, the wedding industry. Yes. I mean, that's the hospitality industry. When you major in college in hospitality, it's about events and parties and everything else. That's what it's about. Yes, and 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 I think that you know that's a fair worldly definition. You know, but yeah. if we're thinking about, you know, the Christmas season right now, it's like, how do we get to that place of hospitality? How do we get to out connect. of self? How do we get out of self and connect? Yes. How do we get to that place of, you know, really showing interest more in the other than in ourself? Right. You know, and that's, you know, that's where it, it you know, if, if you really, you know, C.S. Lewis said it the best, if you don't mind me reading. I don't mind you reading. Yeah. That's a whole discussion. Yes. That we've had. That po so, during our little hiatus, we've had a whole reading discussion, and Chico read on the ones that he did by himself, and got lots of compliments. So I am, but I am not an auditory learner. I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out here. The, the only reason that I was so hard on Chico about reading long passages is because I am not an auditory learner. That's the not the way I learned in school. I had to have visual, and I had to take notes and go over my notes. Do I need to get you a notepad so you can take notes yeah, while I, mean, that I read? Would, yes, that would, would be that helpful. Would that help? Do you I was, need to pull your phone out and maybe I was have a, some notes People right now? used to ask for my notes in class, in high school and college, because I am a mean note taker. But So we've agreed that not some everybody people looks, Some people don't do mind enjoy it. Don't mind my reading. It. So go ahead. You know, Knock and, and, and so this really, I may, I may lose you, but you, you may lose <laughs> me, but let me, let me frame it up. So what C.S. Lewis is talking about here, it's in his book, Mere Christianity on, on, um, the chapter on pride, but he's talking about just being a truly gospel, humble person. And if you're, you're a truly gospel, humble person, I think that's hospitality. I think that's mercy. And it's like, man, this is what I want to be about. Yeah. 
you know. And so in Mere Christianity, Lewis makes a brilliant observation about gospel um, humility at the very end of his chapter on pride. If we were to meet a very humble person, Lewis says, we would never come away from meeting them thinking they were humble. They would not always be telling us they were a nobody because a person who keeps saying they are a nobody is actually a self-obsessed person. The thing we would remember from meeting a truly gospel humble person is how much they seem to be totally interested in us. Because the essence of gospel humility is not thinking more myself or thinking less of myself. It is thinking of myself less. less. You know, and then he goes on this last paragraph. Gos this is this is Keller writing this. Gospel humility is not needing to think about myself, not needing to co connect things with myself. It is an end to thoughts such as, I'm in this room with these people. Does that make me look good? Do I want to be here? True gospel humility means I stop connecting every experience every conversation with myself. In fact, I stopped thinking about myself. The freedom of self-forgetfulness, the blessed rest that only self-forgetfulness brings. Did yeah. you connect with that? I did. And I think it's a huge life balance between especially someone like me that needs to really learn self-care and asking for what I need there has to be a balance between thinking of myself less and then also thinking of myself more, you know? I mean, that is, is that the great balance in life? That, because when you do think of yourself less, you're so gifted by it, you know, because people, you connect with people and then you're so, you can get your tank kind of filled by thinking of yourself less, but then you also need to get your tank filled by thinking of yourself more in certain circumstances. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think that's a huge balance that you have to learn. And so. But see, I think that the, that, that gospel humble person, what Lewis talks about and Keller expands on. Yeah. Is, Yeah. It's a person that doesn't doesn't get wrapped up in criticism, doesn't get consumed with when when people you know uh, say something critical about themselves, about that about them, not themselves. Yeah, like what do you mean? Yeah, it wouldn't example. it wouldn't de it wouldn't devastate them. You know, it doesn't know, keep you, them. Give an example. Like, what do you like? If you were to say to me something critical, I'm I'm just not tracking. Okay, so I, I'll give you one that happened to me today. Okay. 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 Um, today, I, you know, I, I did this intervention on this guy that I knew over 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he, he had a really, you know, bad detox. And, yeah. you know, the guy who, who, you know, got me to do the service, I knew him over 30 years ago, back when I was using and, uh, he talked to the service of the intervention. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he goes, well, have you heard anything about blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I go, yeah, I heard, I heard this. I go, I just think the family's gotten involved and they don't want me around. He goes, yeah, I think they're making you to be the bad guy. Uh -huh. 
And then he goes, one of the guys that knew me over 30 years ago goes, yeah, Chico, he said this. And this guy defended me. He goes, yeah, Chico was a fuck up. I don't know why anybody was, you know, taking his opinion. Mm. Yeah. That could devastate me. Sure. You know, I I mean, it's been over 30 years, 32 years. Yeah. Which I was. I was truly a fuck up. Well, yeah. (laughs) You know, I was 20 Mm -hmm. years old, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But the good thing is this guy said... But it's why you're good at what you do now. Cause yeah, he goes, figured it you, out. you don't understand. He's really good, and he directed us correctly. When's the last time you saw him? And he yeah. challenged him. Yeah, well, good. You know, but that... but And I'm so not, saying, I'm not that... saying that I'm a gospelly, humble person. I desire to, but it's like I'm, I'm not getting so wrapped up or hurt by that criticism of this person. Yeah. You know, who I knew over 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, it, it didn't, it didn't devastating me. It's not going to keep me up late. I'm not going to wrestle with it. Right. You know, it's like, I just, that's, that's, that's what I mean is like when, when you get to this place about being concerned about others more than yourself and forgetting about yourself, you're not going to get butthurt. So you're just saying you have to have a humility about you to not take the criticism I'm just confused Personally, as to how we're, yes. yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, connecting this. I'm, um, it, you, you're I'm never going to be hurt really badly, you know, by criticism. You know, it, you know, it won't devastate you. Yeah. You know, okay. it, it won't keep you up at night. It won't bother you. Okay. Does that make sense or is it, am I sure, going off track? Sure, it makes sense. I feel like we're on a kind of a different topic. I'm not. I'm not connecting the, I think it's a good thing to hear for people not to, to have a humble spirit and then not get hurt by criticism. I'm just not sure what it has to do with connecting and hospitality and helping a stranger. Okay. I'm sorry. I I like that. And so how does, how does that connect? You know, um, hospitality and helping a stranger. I, when we can get out of self and serve others. Yeah you know, be more interested in, in, in that yeah. you're, you're not going to take things personal if you don't get it right. If, if someone isn't, you know, happy, you know, you're, you're not, you're, you're going to go with the flow. Okay. You're not going to get consumed in self. Okay. Does that help? Maybe it doesn't. Maybe sure. <laughs> I just, I don't know how you really sir it. Kevin, Kevin, get involved. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was, I was messing with the camera. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Okay. Yeah. I just, um, no, it's, I, I okay. I, maybe it was just random thought by Chico, but I don't know. A criticism can be kind of de- devastating. It can, it can. I just, you know, I'm not sure it goes with I guess the topic I'm about, right. I guess it I'm thinking about hospitality, hospitality and, and you're talking about an intervention with, with a, stranger that I could tell you when I was on the radio I was required to post social media stuff but every time I was on the air I could not go and look at anything anyone commented on it because even if there was nice stuff it'd be one thing like I hate this guy's voice this guy sucks or something it would seriously bum me out for like a week right even if it's one out of like a hundred it's still like I just and I think that's a good topic very bad that's a good but also that's a good topic but I'm glad I'm not not sure it goes with hospitality hang on a minute because I'm glad Kevin said that because what we want to encourage people to do is to maybe they might have to get out of their comfort zone to reach out in hospitality in order to think less of themselves, but while balancing that, you know, thinking of themselves, but they can't be afraid of that 
criticism that they might receive if they don't have the perfect party. Right. Yeah. When we're talking about the worldly. Okay. So yeah, I was. That's what I was. Uh-huh, going. That's where it you got to put that's yourself where out I there was to get going. anywhere. Okay. The filter reeled it back in. Yes, you helped <laughs> me out. I mean, I so, kind of went on a tangent. But and, I agree. You, I don't want people to be fearful. So, I did a little thing for just a few friends to kind of thank them for taking care of my family and me during my hospital stay, and they really and prior to and they really did things. Talk about not thinking of themselves. They really did things that they didn't even have to ask me what I needed. They knew me well enough to know that I wasn't, I just needed somebody to figure it out. And like two of them cleaned out our refrigerator. I don't even know if you know that. I saw them doing it. I mean, they went into our refrigerator. It was Bliss and Kippy. Uh huh. While I was in the hospital. And, and they, they threw were like, all this oh my shit gosh. Away. They were like, oh my gosh, stuff. Your family was going to get sick and be hospitalized because of the crap that was in your refrigerator. But they knew that I would just, that was just like my <laughs> love language. And so they did it for me. So I did a little something. And for, then two others went upstairs. And yeah. They, anyway, they, they just did things that they knew needed to be done. That, that was hospitable. Completely. So I wanted to thank them for that. And so I did a little something for so them. Thank you, Bliss and Kippy. Yes. And Julie and Alicia. Alicia. But I, so I wanted to do something for them. And so I did. And, but I didn't realize how I was serving them. I wanted to thank them. But I also, it was self serving too, because I wanted to catch up with my friends in a, in on my terms. I did a very casual, you know, like pajama type of situation. And I wanted to control the food and the drinks and the situation and be at my house. And so it was self-serving in a lot of ways because I hadn't really caught up with my friends in so long because I haven't felt well. And But they ended up, you know, I think being served by – I think we both got something out of it. When you are coming at – Yes. hospitality without caring what you know your house looks like what your you know you have no makeup on you don't care what your outfit is you don't care about that and I know that that's talking about parties and again but when you come as you are to the table in a humble way not worried about criticism not caring about criticism I think the takeaway is great for everyone and I think it's worth taking the risk to not say, oh, well, I just, I can't, I can't plan something. I can't, we won't go to the right place for dinner if, if, if I have to make reservations or I won't plan the right party or my house is not big enough or my, you know, my car's not nice enough to pick up somebody and take them for coffee or whatever. But I think if we can get out of self, it will benefit ourselves. Yes. And that's the hard thing to do is to get out of self, but it does, it does reap a, a huge harvest yes. in a lot of ways. Yes. You know, so, so think about that this Christmas season. Sure. How you can be hospitable, how you can find ways to be hospitable. And connect. We all yes. need to connect again. Yes. We, gotta, we have to relearn connection, connection and Sounds anyway, fun. and we did have a fun Friday night, and I made a really fun new friend. Catherine. Yeah. So. Yes, and I like Andy. We're it's great. We're, we're going to be buddies with them. Yeah. All right. I'll take care. Okay. Thank you. Peace out.